Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. How our early relationship experiences, if there is trauma around them, how that they can then shape our subsequent and later relationship experiences. Welcome to The Best Bits with Lily and Alice. We'd like to recognise the traditional peoples of this continent whose land was stolen nearly 250 years ago. In particular, we at The Best Bits would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land in which this podcast is being recorded today, and we extend our respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. Hello. Hello. How are you? You look so cute. You've got like your little headphones on and your little blankie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you look it's so cold in Sydney today. Like it's nice cold, like the sun. It's I'm wearing t-shirts and shorts. It's twelve degrees. <laughs> I'm not. I'm refusing. Okay. Anyway, yeah, you are not accepting what's going on. Yeah, mm, I don't accept. I well, that's why I'm going to Queensland in a few weeks, so I can just leave Sydney. Yes. So well, not. so that's the plan, right? To go north. Yes. Are you gonna north? Yeah. So tell us your with your van. Tell tell us. Yes. Oh my guys, I fully cannot wait. I'm like, I was talking to a mate this morning about this. Like, I feel like it's so aligned with my like. I just feel like do you know those things in life where you're just like, I don't know why I'm doing this, but I'm doing it, and it, it feels, feels right. right. Yeah, yep. weird, huh? 100%. So, so yeah, and I'm gonna go up to Queensland, and then I'm gonna go just see what happens. I have literally no plans. That's not my plan. Go to Queensland. So exciting. I'm literally mm, so excited. I know. It's going to oh, be. Oh, my gosh. So amazing. And you're going to go, like, north, like, Great Barrier Reef and, like. Oh, vibe. I'm doing that. I've oh got a scuba diving license, so I'm just going to scuba dive for, like, a week. And Ziggy can just, like, chill out. <laughs> he can entertain himself for a week while out mum has fun. <laughs> Do you know what? I had this. This is my best bit. I'm going to share it. I was at the pub on the weekend, me and my best mate, Mel. We're just, like, hanging out, whatever. And then this guy came up to me and he was like, it was like a mutual friend. So I like, kind of knew him. He's like, oh, hey, um, like, how are you? La, la, la. I was like, oh, yeah, like, you know, I'm, I bought a van and I'm traveling around Australia soon. And he's like, no way. And like, he was, 
he was genuinely intrigued. And then he said, he was like, you know what? Like you will inspire so many people by doing that and you should be so proud of yourself. And he was just like, fuck it, like really being so nice. And I was like, that's so nice for you to say those things. Like I'm a massive words of affirmation person. And I don't think that, I don't know. And like, this is understandable, but like, because I don't have family here and I don't really talk to my family much. Um, I don't really get that confirmation of like, you're doing such a good job, you know, like things are well yeah. done. I'm proud of you. Like, and I do get it from you and Mel and like some of my close friends, but from like strangers, it's so nice to hear that in a weird way. Not that I do things yeah. to hear that, but it was a really nice thing. And I just left that pub and I was like, I'm so happy. Like, that was such oh, a kind wow. thing to say. <laughs> anyway, so that was nice. nice. And yeah. Sometimes it means even more coming from like, yeah, I think so. Because they aren't biased, I guess, you mm-hmm. know, like I'm always going to tell you yeah. you're amazing. Correct. You're like always yeah. going to be your hype yeah. girl. So it's yeah. so nice when people go out of their way to say something like that. Like you didn't have Fully. to do that. Yeah, that's a that's very so good point. Nice. Yeah, they didn't have to. So nice. Mm. So that was my best that, bit what's, actually. What's your worst bit? My worst bit? Um... Hmm. I don't really, I actually don't know. I think, um, genuinely don't know. Like I, Great. I don't even know. I think that I don't, I just, <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know. I'm really just stoked with my life. Of course. Like I think, you know what? I think that when you start, when you feel I think there's things that are happening that are shit, you know, annoying yeah. and like whatever. But I just don't. Yeah. I'm really practicing this this concept of non-attachment and letting go and being like, you know what, whatever. Like it is what it is, and I don't know. Like it makes it harder to find these worst fits because it's like it's not like it's not. I'm trying not to associate myself with situations. It's just like okay, that's happened. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. Um, yep. I don't know if that's really toxic, but. I don't think it is. I don't think it is at all. And like, I think it's important to say like, yeah, shit, like some shit is still happening. Yeah. But my approach to it is changing. And I I don't think that's toxic at all. I think that's great. Um, And when you do that, like, (laughs) I guess when you do have that acceptance, it, almost when you're not attaching such a um a negative feeling and meaning to it you know it gets to this podcast and you can't remember it because it hasn't left yeah. that big impact yeah true you know? very true a hundred percent wow mm. that's so good huh. mm. um it's what about yours <laughs> okay so i do have a worst oh, okay, bit. I'll start okay, with okay, okay okay go please um I I actually have two worst bits, but one of them I've done a quick bit about, so I won't even acknowledge that right now. Yep. That was that Um, was on Tuesdays if you haven't listened. Yes. No, wait, that next Tuesday. Um no, that'll be the next Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. Um I hit a kangaroo with my van. Oh, it was the Worst morning of my life. Like it was like still, oh, it was no. still dark. It was like six a.m. Um, 
Mm. I had to drive because Fraser's like doing like um, grape picking early. So I had to like drive from where he was. Oh, you by yourself? Yeah, I was by myself. This kangaroo literally, like there was no time to even like it was probably like slow down, do anything. It was like half a second. He just jumped right from the side, right in front of my car, like in an instant. And it was just like this big bang and oh, it was so awful. It was like I've never experienced that before, which is kind of lucky, like being on the road for so long. Mm. I've never experienced that before and it was just the worst. I called my mum and my dad like separately both just like. I was just sobbing. (laughs) Oh, Leo. I felt so – like, I know there's nothing I could have done. I also know, like, it it could have been so much worse. Yeah, could have been. Because you got your window. I know. Like, what did you – like, what happens when you do that? Like, what's the protocol? Do you call the animal rescue people or, like, do you just leave it? I think, like, there's just – it happens all the time out here. Mm. Like, there is ruse, you know, on the side of the road, like, oh. everywhere. Um, so I, you just have to, I guess, keep going. But I, I tried to go back and find it, but mm. I couldn't even find it. So I think oh, what's yeah. probably happened is, like, it's, like, somehow jumped off the road, but mm. – I don't like. I don't think there's any way that it could have survived. Like, mm. it was so so bad. And then, like, the front of the car is like a bit messed up now, which is you know whatever. It's fine. But um, yeah, it was just That's such a, such a shitty situation and yeah. scary too. Like was, a big brew, like scary. big animals. So much muscle. Like the yeah. it was, and it was a big one too. Like. Oof. Oh, it was awful. A hundred percent my worst of the week. Oh, I have yeah, never you, that trumps oh. it. It can be both of us. Yeah, yeah, perfect. You can you can have it as well. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate that. Well, I've actually oh. got a roo guard on the front of my car. Like there's gonna be so many roos I reckon. What's your best? Yeah, what is my best? See, I'm struggling to think of my best, even mm-hmm. though I have actually had a really good week. That's okay. Um what is my best? We launched book club. We launched book club. That is my best, and we've already had people sign up, which is really exciting. Yay. If you want to sign um, up, you can still sign up. Yes, you can still sign up. It's so it's starting on the eighth of May. Hey, correct Monday. Yeah, so it's Thursday when you're listening to this. Hopefully, so Monday you can sign up until yep. Monday. Yeah, and it's so cool. Like so many mm. of the people that. Um, that did it last time have signed up again so that's like so yeah. special because and it is such it? a yeah it's such a special space the book club like yeah. it just feels so lovely yeah. and yeah so if you are wanting to join you still have time um yeah that's let's let's, let's say that's my yeah. yes what's your um what's your quote i wrote a quote last night um uh which i'll read and I um, it goes like this. 
And go boom. Ah, yeah, I love a lot. Okay, ready? No, it's not good. Okay. 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 It's it's easier to read it like when you're reading because you can see like the different paragraphs and stuff, but it's a really short Mm. one. Okay, you ready? Three, two, one. Mm -hmm. I've spent my life in an outfit designed by others, worn to protect myself, to stay small, to go unnoticed, and now I'll spend the rest of my life undressing the layers to figure out who I really am. And it's called I Can't Wait to Meet You. And the reason why I wrote it was because I feel like we spend our 20s being dressed by others, The being dressed meaning like we mirror others, we are told how to behave, we're told what to do, and then we get to a point in our lives where we're just like, unlearning all of that to figure out who we mm. actually are mm-hmm. 100%. Um, so that's i love con- that i love that it's all like an, it's like a remembering <laughs> yeah i yeah. love that Yay, what's yours mine is which will relate to my best bit coming out next week um, is the standard you walk by is the standard you accept mm-hmm. and dot 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 (laughs) (laughs) you will know exactly i love that though that is the quote yeah next week um but i do love it because it's like i feel like it's something that we kind of like learn in primary school right is like Mm. it doesn't matter if you're not like the bully in a situation Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you are watching on and not doing anything about it you're just as bad exactly Um, so yeah, that is my. I love that. I've yes. never heard of that before, but I think it's fantastic. Yeah, it's um. I heard it the other day. Someone said it, and I was like, "That's amazing!" And then it literally mm. applied to my life. That's crazy, there, isn't it? Like, the very wow. next day. So, anyways, um, um, who have we got on today? So today we have Kobe. She is. She's actually kind of my boss. Um, <laughs> she, I I do some work for um mental health um clinic called modern minds um and kobe is the founder of that and it's such an incredible space it has you know psychologists it's got you know hypnotherapists me it's got nutritionists it's got um naturopaths it's got everything it's a very holistic space um and yeah kobe's the founder of it she is a psychologist and she specializes in relational trauma so we spoke all about that with her. Um, she's so wise and has so many incredible tips and just insights into uh, relational trauma that we found really, really helpful. So mm-hmm. we know you guys will too. Um, but, yeah, enjoy uh, listening to Kobe. Yeah. Thanks, guys. See ya. Okay, so today we are so excited to have Kobe Allison on the podcast. Kobe is a psychologist and she's the director of Modern Minds, which is an incredible space uh, in Brisbane, which delivers a really holistic approach to mental health and well-being. Uh, Kobe specializes in relational trauma. So we are so keen to learn as much as we can today from Kobe's wealth of knowledge. Kobe, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Lil. Thank you for the intro. (laughs) We're so excited to have you and we always start all of our 
episodes uh, with our guests' best and worst of the week. So tell us what is the best thing that happened and the worst thing. Um, I have two bests, if that's okay, if that's not breaking the rules. That's always fine. Um, so one is with my daughter. So we um, just had this beautiful day on Wednesday together and it was just so much fun and so present and that's, you know, when we have present time and she's my number one priority. So when we have such special time together, that's always my highlight of every week Um, and my reason why as well for for everything I do. Mm. And then a career highlight was yesterday running a workshop in Brisbane. Um, That is just a space I feel very natural in and I love holding space for people and running workshops and Mm. it's my absolutely I know it's just it's my favorite place to be. It's I I feel so right when I'm working in that space. You know, it's what we love. It's what we're passionate about. We love seeing shifts and to hold space and communicate with these beautiful people is just everything. Very fortunate. That's so nice. And what was your worst of the week? Worst of the week. No, I'm such a great, like I always go to gratitude even when. So I find myself very grateful these days. But um, worst of the week is just cleaning up Willow's room, really. <laughs> just constant. constant. I feel like I'm just constantly bending down. Like anyone yes. a mum or a mum, like just constantly picking things up. Kobe yeah. has the cutest little girl, Willow. Really? She is adorable. Oh. Yeah. Well, we really, really want to talk to you today about what you do. And I would love for you to, I guess, introduce to our listeners um, about, yeah, what it is you specialize in and I guess why you are passionate about that. Yeah. Um, so I, my special interest is relational trauma so it's been relational trauma eating disorders and personality organization um, issues so that's could be like a borderline personality or any social personality or addiction that falls under personality disorders as well or I like to call them personality organization difficulties because it's just how the personality has been structured And often when someone's been through an experience of relational trauma, it can impact how their personality is organised. So that's why I like to use that language as opposed to a personality disorder. Mm, That's That's nice way to to put it. Yeah, Mm. that is really nice. When you say relational trauma, the first thing that comes to mind is like, like, relationships in terms of like your partner like girlfriend boyfriend or or whatever it may be but I'm sure it's so much more than that right like it could be your carers mom dad or whatever it might be is that true and like what what would you say define a relationship trauma or relational trauma to be um so in my training so I'm trained as a psychodynamic psychologist Mm. and so that is a move away from the mainstream training of psychologists in in Australia um, for certain there's only been two institutions that offer that training. 
um, which is one in Brisbane, one in Melbourne. I think the one in Brisbane is now shut down. Um, and so what we learn about is how our early relationships then, if, you know, depending on the state of those relationships, um, how our early relationship experiences, if there is trauma around them, how that they can then shape our subsequent and later relationship experiences. Mm-hmm. So um, I work with emotional, sexual, physical abuse, um, and generally that's you know back in the early years of someone's development. And unfortunately, because of the things that that young person experienced, it left a vulnerability there within their psyche, and so that then kind of left a floodgate open for then subsequent tra- traumas to occur, which we call complex trauma. Mm-hmm. So complex trauma um, is almost like trauma stacking on top of trauma, right? Is that kind of how you'd explain it? 100%. It's trauma on trauma on trauma on trauma. Um, often people who've been through complex trauma as well get labelled with BPD or borderline personality disorder in a negative way. Um, but I look at it as, well, if you put yourself in that that person's shoes and you had happened to you what happened to them relationally with, mm. say, your primary caregiver or someone at school or um, a friend of the family, whoever it may be, well, then you would feel like a sense or a great deal of, of trust, like mistrust for the outside world and you would feel a huge well of abandonment also. Mm. So relational traumas can impact the personality in a, in a, in a growth way through therapy but, but um, in a negative way also. Mm. It's so interesting what you said about our early trauma leaves the gate open for trauma later on in life. What do you what do you mean by that? How does that sort of happen? In working from a psychodynamic perspective, and maybe it's a little bit like hypnotherapy, um, if there is something that we're you know, we're fully not aware of that even happened to us as a trauma, but it's there in our unconscious. Um, or we are aware of a trauma, but we haven't fully processed it and we haven't worked through it. Then often we get into relationships and romantic relationships in particular can trigger, can trigger us. And then we're kind of back into that psychological state of that original trauma and what we're trying to do psychodynamically is we're trying to make sense of a previous trauma or we're trying to undo a previous trauma or um we're relating perhaps to that person as if they were the protagonist back when but we're not aware of that Mm -hmm. Um, a common example is something happens that I guess would elicit a healthy response, um, you know, on a scale of 10 that maybe is like a four. But if it's something that is traumatic for you and it triggers you, then the emotional response can be that of an an 11 
and she's mm-hmm. off the scale. And then say in a partnership, the partner's left thinking, what is going on? Like, <laughs> what is this? And it's because it's it's related to a past um, relational trauma. Mm-hmm. But if that person's not aware of it, they're like, what do you mean? Like I'm angry. I have a right to feel angry. Yeah. Um, and it's with that psychological work to understand, okay, what is sitting in my unconscious that I'm not aware of? And psychodynamic really helps to do that, same as hypnotherapy. Let's bring it to the surface so that we can start to process the strong emotions around it. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, that's not how mainstream psychology is taught. Australia, the mainstream training for um, therapy isn't psychodynamic. So yeah. often people who've experienced these relational traumas are perhaps given tricks and techniques and they do help the person on a surface level, but they really don't get to the core of someone's issue and they certainly, that training doesn't give you the tools to then work with someone, someone's unconscious. Well, that's what I've found a lot with, with what I do, but also in my experience of therapy, yeah. if you're not going back to the cause or the root or you're not dealing with like early stuff, and I'm, I'm curious as to your opinion, do you feel like you can have really lasting change without getting to the core of it? That you can have lasting change or you can't? Yeah. Do you believe that you can have lasting change without really getting to the core of it? Um, I guess everything's on a case-by-case basis, but I think it's really important to get to the core and to understand what is that original wound, and that's certainly what I offer in my work um, is getting to that original wound so a person can make sense of it the person can sit with it and then the person can grow from it which we call um transformative change it's kind of like turning the shit to gold basically if you like let's say that if someone realizes that maybe their anxiety around their maybe relationships are results of being neglected as a child Mm -hmm. from their primary caregiver and you realise that and they understand that, like how do you get from that understanding to like the change? And I feel like even for me personally, like knowing all these things about my childhood has been great, but it's like how do you get from that to like actually resulting in like long-term, long-standing change and like your body to not viscerally Mm -hmm. react to triggers and things around around you in the present moment? Mm -hmm. It's, again, it'll be different for every individual person in terms of what works and what doesn't, but it's making sense from, you know, some people might not even know what relational trauma is or have never heard that word before. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people might not know what um, transformational, um, uh, I'm missing the word, Change or like think, uh, it'll come to me, but um, <laughs> it's the growth that happens post trauma, mm-hmm. and I don't even know the word because I've forgotten it. Um, <laughs> but it's, I guess, being able to explain, oh, like that's what that was because <clears throat> some people who might come in might even not know that that was a trauma, 
or, yeah. or even know what trauma is. Um, so for some people coming in, depending on what their level of awareness is, we have to work at the level that that person is. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like, say, maybe in your situation, you might present quite self-aware anyway of I know I've got like X, Y, and Z in my history um, and I don't know what to do with, with about it and I'm also having difficulties. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In this area. So for you, we'd probably work at looking at, okay, well, where is your level of awareness currently at? What things could be in your unconscious that you're not quite aware of? Looking at where you're triggered, what information that can tell us about what's in your unconscious and what you haven't fully processed. And then we can look at, well, where do you want to be and start heading in that direction? Mm. But it's always based on that individual person and not fitting that person into any pre-prescribed um, kind of tick box of therapy or box of therapy mm-hmm. and really working with that individual in the room and meeting them where they're at and especially not meeting them where we're at. Mm-hmm. Especially as a psych, and, and maybe you've had experience of this, Lily, of because we've got this psychological knowledge and insight and we can pick up on things and we draw from theory, we might have all this insight and can offer these beautiful interpretations to a client about what's going on. However, it's not therapy isn't about us showing off how smart we are because mm. that would be our ego. What therapy, I believe, is about is holding the space for that individual person to explore the levels of their awareness to draw information from their unconscious and you're there as a guide and a facilitator to that of that. But it is more of an empowering approach for the client than to come to their own interpretations. 100%. I always find that, yeah, when it comes from them, um, it's so much more powerful or like I would find that I would I would think oh I think what I just said is really going to help them there like that's that's really going to help and then you know whether it whether it does or not and then it'll be a bit later in the session I'll say something that I have no idea what I just said whatever and they'll be like oh my god I love what you just said just then mm. what did I say like it, it's it's when it's like less um I guess 
forced and more natural and and drums something just random that could have flown by someone else's ear they've kind of latched onto because it makes sense for them so yeah it's all up to their interpretation and I guess like with traumas and stuff what I've found and I wonder if you could maybe explain the difference is that a lot of the things that come up for my clients like sometimes they are what you would classify I guess as a very big trauma you know sexual abuse that kind of thing but a lot of the time it's seemingly very little things that have had a very big impact how would you I guess explain the difference or why you know something small someone that is not anything for someone else can have such a big impact yeah that's such a good question um and we all have I don't know I can relate to this can you relate to this absolutely yeah so it, it seems pretty small but you're having like a pretty strong reaction to it yeah and even probably you're perplexed at why is this such a big deal Mm. um and even like you're saying you're saying well look it might not be a trigger and it doesn't relate to anything I can think of in my in my past Mm. um, but I've had a massive reaction what I from my perspective one, one way to frame it is I think it could be about values and so when something happens and it's like crossing a value and then it creates such a big emotional response. Um, I have that around a value on honesty. Mm. I really have that. It's just like a top value for me. Um, Integrity and because I'm thinking of them as like little buttons of time bombs, honesty, integrity and justice. So they are like a little time bomb bomb because if something happens and it's it's really breached that value, my emotions will just go up the thermometer and are so big. And um, even if there's not something I can tangibly think of within my past that relates to it, a value is conceptualizes who you are as a person. So that's the core of my whole being is someone who um, values honesty, integrity, and justice. And so if that is in some way violated, that will cause a bigger response. Does that make, yeah, yeah, does that make sense to you guys? I think about this one particular scenario recently where somebody, um, so for something that's really high value of mine is like, if I like say, hey, I'm going to be here this day, this time, and yeah. then don't really confirm it, and then maybe, for example, like they turn up like 20 minutes late, and then like it, that sort of like really triggers me, especially in intimate relationships. Yeah. And I think that it makes so much like it doesn't make sense because I'm like I don't I don't I I don't care really because I can just do whatever I want waiting for them, mm-hmm. but it's like there's this thing that like inside my soul gets so angry mm. and I like start to overthink like oh yeah. you don't care about me like blah 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 yeah. and it's interesting you said that because I've never really thought of it as a as a value as such as as it is like right now that it's like that's yeah. probably why like it really kind of overstepped who mm. I am to show up you know on time 
yeah. professionally like every yeah. day. Yeah. And that could be a value around courtesy, right? Or um Yeah. Um I don't know, courtesy is just what come to mind, but it's it triggers you because well not triggers you, but it it, it triggers that value conflict. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, that's not how you would treat another person. And so you don't want to be treated in, in that way in return. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with our responses, having a feeling, having a big feeling, having a strong feeling to say that experience in particular of someone said this and they didn't do what they said. Sorry, it's not um, courteous. I wonder if it's um, you didn't do what you say you were going to, um, like reliability. Yeah, I think that's going to be reliability. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so it's reliability being really core to who you are. And yeah. so then if that plays out in your relationship, if you're really aware of who you are and what your values are, and then you can say, you know, when you turned up to dinner and you were 30 minutes late, I felt really pissed off because I have a value, a really strong value. It's like my top value on reliability. And I'd prefer if you're going to be 30 minutes late in future that you let me know, A. Yeah. Um, or if you don't be 30 minutes late in the future because I ended up <laughs> in the restaurant. Yeah. So um, that could cause an, an issue for us in future because then I am going to be less likely to trust that you're going to turn up to the restaurant on time and I will, and that will impact the relationship we have. And I guess that all comes down to, right, like when you're dating or when you're in a relationship, knowing your values is so important because if you don't know your values, you're like, I'm really angry but I don't know why and then you kind of go, like get kind of angry and project that onto them without them really knowing what to do about it. 100%. Well, if you don't know, they're not going to know. Yeah. And you're in a ball of anger, then they're in a ball of anger. Like what's Mm. the big deal? That makes it worse. But if you have the space to get still again Mm. and to go, what on earth was that? Like what was that about? What does that tell me about my values, about who I am? Um, and now how do I communicate that to my friend, my partner, whoever, in a kind and responsive way and not a reactive way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess, like, knowing, like, like when you're have, like you're in a relationship, right, like and one person has one value, another person has another one, where does it come to where it's, like, compromising on that, like, I'm sure there's relationships where you compromise on values and stuff, but like, yeah. How much do you compromise? Like with your, for example, like being mm-hmm. having justice and and honesty. Like I know that relationships are all about compromise, right? Mm-hmm. But like, what what do people do in those circumstances without sacrificing the health of their relationship? Yeah. Well, they. I mean, they could tell us about relationships that are good for us and not so good for us as well so it's super important to listen and to honor um, ourselves um I think that say I'm just trying to think of an example um 
I guess it just goes back to boundaries, right? So um, I'm thinking of a situation where someone in my circle was dishonest. It really threw me because that that I don't know that person. Like I only know that person as such an honest individual with a load of integrity and we've had such a long-term relationship. But um, so it really threw me. And then I just had to remind myself that, well, that person, I might not know them in that context, but they're human. And, you know, I certainly have never, like, been, not been, like, what's the word? We've all told a lie. Like, we've all been dishonest at times. Um, So then what it came down to is, communicating my boundary around honesty um in that same way I showed went through before so when you I felt because and I prefer um and really stated clearly that I did not want to have that conversation again um and I guess it's a different situation because this person was just so responsive and so respectful and so understanding and it's never come up again but I guess it's the case of when it keeps coming up once you've asserted yourself so I think in that situation it's you say it once in that format when you I feel because I'd prefer because you own because then you're owning it and then it happens again so you're like maybe they didn't hear me so okay well as discussed when you I feel because I'd prefer and then it keeps happening and then you draw attention to that so I have mentioned probably five times now I mean I can't go that much I can do it too I've mentioned two times now x y and z and I can see that this is not changing I don't feel comfortable to make plans together anymore so let's catch up when it's um uh thinking of friendship like in a group context or if it's with a partnership like I don't want to um I don't want to make plans together if if there's not going to be a follow through or yeah. that we're not meeting on time or I'm not seeing um change happening in managing mm. time yeah. um better because it has such a strong impact on me Mm. and that person might not be the same right they're like oh I'm more go with the flow and like you know what's 30 minutes um but if they care about you and you have a value around reliability then they'll care about reliability Mm. I love that Mm. and it's like that's not trying that's not getting them to um, opposing the values or, yeah. or anything like reliability is a pretty good thing like that's not yeah. like an easy thing to impose upon someone 100%. so it's, it it feels you know it feels okay and it's yeah yeah it's so interesting like I feel like with relationships we are you know we grow up thinking they're just like this easy like natural thing that just fits and it's so great but like at the end of the day, when it comes to like intimate relationships, you have two people with completely different histories, yeah, completely different, um, yeah, upbringings, values, traumas, everything. It's yeah. gonna be like 
it's not just going to be so easy unless it's like the perfect everything aligns, you know, and I think that's not really spoken about enough that it is really not easy to to do that. Yeah. No. You know, I think particularly in our generation, um, especially in my generation, we were modelled, maybe you guys were too, like Disney and, you know, we were the generation of these rom-coms that you don't see as much anymore. Um, One of the worst rom-coms is like, God, what is, I shouldn't, probably shouldn't say it, but it has this line of like, you complete me. Yeah. And I guess it really did send a message at that time of like not being whole people or not being complete until you find that person. But then, yeah, it, it, I guess we've received some pretty interesting messages through, um, the different media that we watched as we were growing up trying to like make sense of how human relationships work um, and no one really spoke about how human relationships worked. So we're trying to navigate it with the information we have from teen magazines or our friends or watching our parents, which might not be good modelling, or what we're seeing in these movies that... um my gosh, like looking back and just not psychologically healthy. (laughs) It's not. Well, it makes you feel like if you have struggles in your relationship, then you're doing something wrong, it's the wrong relationship or, you know, it's it's not meant to feel this way, it's meant to feel this way and it can be really confusing and get in your head. I've definitely experienced that. And, Yeah. yeah, I think one of like the biggest realizations for me is that like if if it's worth it for you you've got to work on it it's not something that mm-hmm. just flows so easily yeah sometimes it will but not yeah. all the time 100 yeah. percent. i really think you know perhaps we all grew up in the generation of presenting perfect and that got then amplified by social media um and painting perfect pictures and perfect lives and perfect relationships and it's just bullshit like nothing is um but nothing is perfect you know life isn't perfect and life is full of good and bad and and ups and downs and that's actually what life is it's not about coming into this world and then getting to some perfect place at the top of the mountain life is the going down you know maybe not the best path and then finding a different path and then growing and learning and falling down and getting up and that is what life is and I feel like many of us didn't get that message that our relationship will be full of ups and downs it's just when the ups and downs are so great and the troughs are so um low that that's a time to seek help but a healthy relationship should will have ups and downs because you're continually growing um, same as parenthood, like um, Willow and I have beautiful photos together, but, like, it's the days in between those beautiful photos aren't, aren't easy and they're not perfect and they're the ups and downs. So, yeah, I think it's just encouraging one another to to just embrace the ups and downs and know that that's okay and 
let go of perfect, perfect anything, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think, um, yeah, the wrong com thing. Like I look back at my childhood, I'm like, I genuinely thought I was going to marry this Prince Charming and be like my, you know, boy version of me and it would just always work out. It just doesn't. But I think the thing that even your, yourself has taught me like is like if 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 both parties want it enough, like it can be really, really worth the sort of the work that you both put in because you're growing entities. Like you're not sort of going to date at 21 and then all of a sudden just like never have to change and you kind of have to like fall in love again and again and again and again with these different people. Um, but I guess if like one party doesn't want to do that or whatever, then that's mm-hmm. the trouble kind of comes up. Yeah, I think too, um, what matters. So if you meet someone, then that's the love of your life, and then you get married and you have kids in the end. Yeah. Um, and so then I think we can all kind of gravitate to the outcome of that relationship as being either successful or not. Mm. As opposed to, well, every relationship for however long it it transpires for is there to teach both people a a life lesson. Mm -hmm. And so, therefore, it's not a success and a failure. It's just things and nature running its course. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, from 15 to 25, I had a 10-year relationship and you know, with my first love and high school sweetheart and I'm so grateful for that experience. He was my first love and we just, we've never said a bad word about each other. We just, um, and I remember when it was winding down, we went to a couples therapist and the man said, I never get people in here that like love each other and are holding hands. But, (laughs) and I said, well, you know, I'm studying psychology. Just let me know. Like, just be honest. And he said, I think you are both lovely people and you have nothing in common. Yeah. Mm. Um, Your values are so different. Your interests are so different. Like, leave now and retain that love for one another as opposed to being holding so hard onto that outcome because we were already engaged at 19 of that happily ever after and love story but not being open to the reality that we actually weren't compatible and it was like one of the hardest lessons in both our lives of realizing that our love wasn't it wasn't enough we actually needed compatibility yeah (laughs) we just didn't have um but making that massive decision together meant we're still friends today and we will bump into people that we are mutual friends and, you know, they'll let me know how highly he speaks of me and vice versa. There's just no love lost. And I think because we left at a time when we still loved each other but knew it had run its course. Mm. That's That's hard to do, hey. I can imagine. Thank you for sharing that. I want to talk quickly about compatibility um what is that and what what even is I know it might sound silly but like what is compatibility and like how do you like is there like a spectrum of that and how do you know if you're like not compatible or compatible honestly I think it comes back to values again Hmm. 
you know, and being aligned on so many levels um, and liking a person. Mm, Sure. That's a lesson I really learn is, you know, do I really like this person? Are they someone I would be friends with? Mm. Someone I can spend time with, someone I can be my absolute self with and not feel like I have to present perfect or I'm performing a role. Um, Compatibility, I think, is it really like ultimately means compatibility with the core of who you truly are. Mm. Um, And that's, yeah, it's just, it's just a kind of it's a beautiful devastating life lesson to learn that love sometimes isn't enough and you actually need compatibility on big milestones you know what values you have around um time or finance or career or children or or, yeah there's so many things that happen in our lives and it's just a whole lot easier if there is a foundation of um, a values match to begin with. Mm, so true. Because you can have different likes and things, but if your values are, you know. Mismatched. Yeah, that's that's everything, hey. Yeah. 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 So, I, you know, I think part of the work is doing the inner work to find out who you are on a values level and find out, who is that person on a values level? And are you a complement to one another or is it just constant butting heads? And one way through that is like acceptance of that is who the person is and that is how they're wired and that doesn't make them a good or bad person. It just might not make them your person. Mm. Or, you know, is there a way that you guys can navigate this values con- values conflict, which doesn't mean that they then make it you know that value is their core value but Mm. they respect and accept that that is a core value of yours and they love you and so therefore they don't want to violate that value Mm. so good so good (laughs) i could listen to you all day yeah you have a great just like almost hypnotic voice to be yeah yeah I was going to say that really. I was like, you look like you're going to sleep. Are you okay? Seriously, I was like, no, it's so good. It's so good. And it's giving me a lot to think about even as you're talking now. So I can only imagine for our listeners how helpful this will be. I know you've got to run, but, yeah, thank you so, so much for chatting to us today. We definitely need you back on to talk even more um, because it's, so helpful for us and our listeners so thank you so much well if anyone has any topics in particular they want to write in or comment let you guys know and let me know and and we'll we'll look and um i'm what i will do is send you a values exercise that i use therapist that's amazing and you can share that one with your listeners as well Thank you so much. And to find Kobe, she's on uh, Instagram at Modern Minds and Kobe Allison Psychology, but we'll put all of that in the show notes. Um, Yeah, thank you so much. Welcome. Nice to to meet you and nice to see you, really. Yeah, nice to see you. Thank you so much. That's okay. Bye.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Best Bits. We so, so appreciate your support. Uh, There is also another way you could support us, and that is to review uh, and rate our podcast. It would mean the absolute world to us. So thank you so, so much in advance for doing that, and we will see you next Tuesday. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.